Hello, ghouls. Welcome to Braided Basement. I'm your host, the ghoul that rules. And I'm your co-host, Black One Jack, too. So if you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanting to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. So today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to be talking about ghosts. We're going to be talking about a serial killer, but... There is some mystery to this serial killer. So this is going to go into the unsolved mysteries area of the podcasting world. Okay. So who are we talking about today? Today we'll be talking about Belle Gunnis. Belle Gunnis was a serial killer and arsonist, and she was active between 1884 and 1908. She has 14 confirmed murders and is accused of up to 40 murders. She would put out advertisements to lure men into her farm in LaPorte, Indiana. And the official story states that she died in a house fire in 1908. But did she? So before we get into that, I want to give a shout out. I found another paranormal podcast out there. Uh, I want to let people know about it. It's called Hellgate City Companion. And what's so neat about this is... It's in the style of a radio, like a family radio show. And it's all fictitious uh, about a fictitious city called New Amsterdam. So if you get a chance, check it out. So back to Belle Gunnis. So Belle Gunnis was from Laporte. Well, actually she was born in Oro, but but what we're going to be talking about most of this took place in Laporte, Indiana. Uh, She was born in Norway in 1859. And what's interesting is her father was a traveling magician. Uh, and Belle spent uh, her early upbringing walking tight ropes and being part of these magic shows. She was a carny in Norway. That's cool. So, yeah. And then, so, when she came to the United States, her first believed murder, and this is what you'll find when you try to do any research on Belle Gunnis, is the at the time that all this was going on, they didn't keep very good records. So you'll check one source, and you'll find out some information, and then you'll check another source, and you'll find out different information, and then you'll check a third source, and it's completely different than the other two sources. So what records are you are you talking about? Like death, like how many people she killed, or yeah, uh, legal records, um, court records. Just some facts about her life. Um, it, it all varies. It's, so it's all over the place. It's it's all over the place. Uh, a lot of the the information I'll be giving today are is information that I found from multiple sources. So a lot of the things that I found from a single source and I didn't find anywhere else, I left out of this. But her first believed murder was her first husband, and his name was Mad Sorensen. And what's really interesting is they owned a candy shop. In Chicago. And about a year after opening the candy shop. It mysteriously caught fire. And the insurance company. Didn't believe that it was an accidental fire. And they challenged them in court. And since there was no evidence. That uh, her and her husband. Burned the place. They had to pay the money. So after that happens. Uh, her husband, Mad Sorensen, had a life insurance policy. And then for whatever reason, he decides that he's going to get 
another life insurance policy and let the first one expire. So when he did that, there was one day that he would be covered by both insurance policies. And that's the day he died. That's totally, totally, you know, you know, there's something's up. Yeah. So, and what's really wild is the family, his family believed that he was poisoned. Poisoned? Yeah. Did but, they like do any autopsy? I don't know like what they had back in the day as much, but well, the official cause of death was uh, cerebral cerebral hemorrhage. I don't know what that is. I I don't know a whole lot about cerebral hemorrhaging, but um so she wasn't arrested for his death. It's just very it it's very unusual that there was only one day this guy would have two life insurance policies and talk about getting information from different sources. Uh, one source told me that she cashed out $5,000 and another source told me she cashed out $8,500. So, so a little, it's just you know, all over the place. Like we said. Yeah. So then Bell goes on to marry another guy, and his name was Peter Gunnis. Okay, and so this was about 1901 that she married Peter. And Peter died with a skull fracture. And Bell claimed he reached for something high on a shelf, and a meat grinder fell on his head. He had a life insurance policy as well, but I did not find a dollar amount. But what's interesting to note about this story is they had a foster daughter named Jenny Olson. And Jenny Olson told a classmate at school that her mother killed her father. So they charged Bell with the murder of Peter. And when Bell stood trial, the foster daughter would not repeat that comment again. She denied it. So due to lack of evidence, Bell was found innocent. All charges dropped. Then, shortly after that, Jenny went missing. Totally. Coincidence, coincidence, come on. So this alert, so the authorities got involved in this, and Bell told the authorities that she sent Jenny to California for school. So that's how she explained her absence. So now, Bell purchases a farm in LaPorte, Indiana, and she would put out advertisements looking for a husband, and I'm going to read an advertisement that she posts. So this is word for word one of her advertisements. Personal, comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts of LaPorte County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman with a view to joining fortunes. No replies by letter will be considered unless the sender is willing to follow and answer with a personal visit. Okay, okay, we all... So if you notice in here, she's saying that she's a comely widow, and she lives in a really nice area in LaPorte, Indiana, and is looking to uh, make the acquaintance of a gentleman to join fortunes. So if you look up, let's just say $5,000 around 1900 that's over $100,000 today. 
So she was pulling these insurance scams or killing husbands with insurance policies and cashing out. So she had quite a bit of money. So what she's looking to do here is lure men in, have them send her money, kill them, and then take their money. And then do it again. Yeah, and to just keep doing it. And uh, so eventually uh, someone was suspicious of this, and his name was Isle Helgelin. And he was the brother of one of Bell's victims. Uh, his name was Andrew. After And he, he figured this out after reading some correspondence between Bell and his brother. Where he made a mistake was he told Bell that he was coming. Um, I don't know if he was wondering if Bell killed him or if he was just trying to trace his steps or, or what he was doing. But he notified that he was coming to Laporte to investigate this. And about this time, Bell had a hired hand, and his name was Ray Lamphrey. And it's worth noting that Ray was madly in love with Bell Gunnis, and they had an on-and-off relationship. So when Bell knew that this man was coming, and this man had contacted the police, the day they were coming out, Bell went to the bank, withdrew all her money. And some I've read was around 150000 to 250000 of 1908 money. Not today's money. So that could be over, well, millions and millions. Uh, yeah, of we would, we'd have to look it up and, and say how much is 250000 in 1908 um, comparable to today. But she withdrew this money. And Ray set fire to the farm. So when the authorities arrived, they found the hog pen that looked like it had been dug. And so they started digging, and they found human remains, cut up human remains. Arms, legs, torsos. And there was multiple holes, and they estimated 11 bodies in total were found. They also found the body of the missing foster child, Jenny Olson. That's that's really creepy. Another thing they found was Belle Gunness's other three children. She killed her own children? She had three children. And they found Belle Gunness's body. Or did they? So... The body of quote-unquote Bell Gunnis was headless. And they found some uh, dental bridges that Bell had put in. So that's why they thought it was Bell initially. So you got at least 11 bodies, supposedly Bell Gunnis's bodies, and the three children. So where the mystery came comes in was like I said, she withdrew that money from the bank. Um, they did, medical examiners looked at the body of Bell and they looked at the other three children and they didn't die from a fire. All four of them died from poisoning. 
do you think it would be the same poisoning used from the other gentleman? I don't know. I don't know because um, I do believe I read that like Mads, his family believed it was a strychnine, whereas this was a chloroform. So I don't, I don't. It may be the same, might not be the same. I'm just telling you what I read, but that was only came from one source. So even though this evidence was found, Ray was arrested. The ranch hand. The ranch hand. He was arrested. And he was charged with murder and with arson. And when he went to court and he had trial, the more and more that they dug in, they said that the height of the body of Bell Gunnis didn't match. Um, and then that's when they went into the hole. They believed that Bell and her children were poisoned to death. So Ray was acquitted of the murder charge, but the arson charge stuck, and he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And it, it doesn't stop there because when Ray had two different accounts of what happened, one was what he told authorities that he burnt down the home and Bell Gunness was inside. And the other, he told the priest right before he died, because he died a year later of tuberculosis. So he died in prison. And he told a priest before he died that that wasn't Bell Gunness. That was a woman that Bell Gunness murdered to fake her own death to escape the authorities. So according to Ray, what was supposed to happen was Bell was going to get the money out, kill the children, kill this woman, Ray would burn down the house, and they would meet at, uh, at some place and then just sail off into the sunset, be together with all this money. And Ray claimed that when he went to go meet Belle, she was gone. She left him. She left him. Uh, another thing that's really interesting to say is he would tell cellmates that she's still out there. He thinks he knows where she is. So that begs the question, and this is the mystery. Did Belle Gunness die in a fire like the official story states? Or did she go on? I think she went on. So you would think that there would be some sightings of her afterwards, right? Was there? Every source that I checked would say that there was multiple sightings of her. And I could only find one instance where they went into detail. And this is what makes it so exciting is the final report of her. Uh, she was believed. So they arrested this woman in Los Angeles and her name was Esther Carlson. And they believed some people believed that was Bell Gunness. And they arrested her for poisoning a man named August Lindstrom. Esther never stood trial. She died before the trial could take place. But when she died, the sightings ended. Now, I did some digging. And the LaPorte County Historical Society actually released a statement. And so this is a quote from them. There were numerous sightings of the murderists across the country. She was a reputed prostitute in a brothel down south. 
and a madame on the Atlantic coast. So I got to thinking about that quote. And what's interesting about it is they didn't confirm nor deny uh, whether or not Bell Gunnis survived and went on. But they just said there were numerous sightings. And it makes you wonder, just for a moment, if people really seen her or if people just believed that they seen her because her legacy still is out there. It was still out there. Because I, I like that where it says that she was a prostitute in a brothel down south and a madame on the Atlantic coast. So that legacy spread, you know, all out through Laporte and to across America. Right, yeah. So did people just, oh, this could be Bell Gunnis here. Or that could be Bell Gunnis. Or was she just everywhere? Or was she nowhere? It really is fascinating, you know. Just how how just how it happened. Yeah, and so her legacy, you know, there's been some documentaries about her. Uh, Rob Zombie did a song about her. There's a lot on the internet about her. Uh, she's not as famous of a as as a murderer as you would think that she is. So she's not as big as Jack the Ripper. Um, but she has a cult following. People who who like to follow this story now I took a trip one time to LaPorte trying to find the farm and unfortunately I wasn't able to find the farm but I found it if that makes any sense because the farm doesn't exist anymore now it's just a subdivision so this whole subdivision was her farm and I didn't even realize it until I had gave up looking for it and I'd stopped at a local diner in Laporte, and as I was eating, I was I kept digging, and someone posted on a thread somewhere that if you're looking for her farm and you see these houses, you're on the farm. That that's where the farm was. It's, so it's not a big open farm anymore. Definitely wouldn't want to be living there. Something else I forgot to mention. I believe it was around 2008 ish. They actually exhumed the body of the woman and did a DNA test on her because they had a letter that she wrote to one of these men and it had DNA on it, had her DNA. But unfortunately, the results were inconclusive. They they weren't able to get anything from it. And I also took a trip because Ray Lamphrey is buried uh, just outside of LaPorte. And so I tried to find his stone. If you if you Google his name and you go to find a grave, uh, there is a picture of his stone. And when I went there, the cemetery was closed. The gates were locked and, and you couldn't get in. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to find his stone, which which would have been really neat. Bell has uh, there well not Bell I shouldn't say, but there's a marker in another cemetery that is in honor of the unidentified victims because they didn't identify all the victims. They were just too scattered. Yeah. Well, they didn't have DNA evidence at the time, so forensics wasn't that good. But but the LaPorte County uh, Historical Society did did put a marker for the unidentified bodies. Uh, So you could find that online as well if you're interested in checking that out. 
my personal belief, she lived. Oh, yeah, 100%. She lived. And if they believed that this uh, Esther Carlson was her and died in 1931, and that was the end of the sightings, could very well be her. Obviously, she wouldn't be alive today. But I uh, hope you all enjoyed this uh, little change of pace just for today because I really enjoy uh, getting into some of these serial killers, especially the ones that have some mystery behind them. Um, looking at somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy, there, there's no mystery there. Something more like Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I like Jack the Ripper because there's still a mystery. Bell Gunnis, there's still mystery here. Yeah, we know Belle Gunnis did the murders. But we don't know where she went. Right. We don't know if the official story matches what actually happened. So in order to continue growing the show, we are starting the flyer campaign. If you'd like to help hang flyers in your local community, send us an email at bravedebasement at gmail.com. And we will email you a flyer. If you'd like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each show has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share with us, you could reach us at bravethebasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Gould Rules. And I'm your co-host, Blackjack. And I hope you join us again. Till next time. <laughs>